Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. It's 133 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. We'll tell you that Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. All April, enjoy a free two-liter Coke product with the purchase of any two large pizzas. Order online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation at Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean chicken. Brendan Escott is a fan favorite of the Texan. That's right. He's a big fan of the Texan. I will back, get back to your text on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 7804960063. When we close out the show, we'll tell you that our Oilers Now headliner today is brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W I L H A U K today. And joining us on the line is an Edmonton based producer, Shane Fennessy. He's worked on multiple uh, documentaries, including one that is currently uh, available on Hockey Canada's website. It's called uh, Our Game, and it's a sort of uh, behind-the-scenes look at what occurred with Team Canada, the 2021 World Juniors. Shane, welcome back to Oilers Now. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Bob. Thanks. How are you? Good. I know you were involved with uh, making cocoa with Adam Scorgi, uh, and uh, there were a couple others. Uh, actually, did you do Over the Barrel as well? Was that one of yours? Yeah, Over a Barrel, uh, Connor McDavid, whatever it takes uh, with Don Metz. There's yep. been a number of sports ones we've been working on in the last few years. We've kind of found a, a little bit of a niche for ourselves. Well, that's good. It's uh, it's it's always interesting stuff. So, how did this whole th- uh, concept come together for the 2021 World Juniors? Well, uh, producer out of BC, Tyler Hines, uh, contacted Scorgi and I, and uh, he had done the uh, the series for the 2019 World Juniors in Vancouver. Um, and so he reached out and said, "Well, this tournament this year is going to be in your guys' backyard. I'd like to partner with you and." kind of try and help uh, bring this project to the next level in terms of quality. So we said, absolutely, we'd love to be involved. Um, and TELUS is the, uh, the presenting sponsor, and it's an original on TELUS. So uh, they've got a partnership with Hockey Canada, and, and because of that, Hockey Canada was on board. They said, yeah, whatever you guys need, we'll do our best. And and so, uh, yeah, just went, went to town working on uh, the logistics of having to shoot a documentary within a bubble. 
Uh, now, did they call you before the pandemic hit or, or, or after, uh, you know, we got into this uh, uh, pandemic world? Well, we knew we were doing it um, probably in the summer last year. So okay. we were aware right. that there was a pandemic, but uh, it, it was up in the air on, well, as you know, whether the tournament even happened um, and and whether it would be a bubble. And, and then it was a matter of, okay, if it's a bubble, how many people are we allowed to put in the bubble? Because every team has a their delegation has a certain number they're allowed to put in there. Um, and so Hockey Canada was pretty much full up. So we ended up only being able to send one guy in, uh, our director of photography, Harrison, uh, when we would have liked to send four or five guys in, a couple cameras, a director, and a, a producer. So we're, uh, we're shorthanded to begin with. It, you know, it was, Shane, it was interesting because I went to Canada's last four games of that tournament, obviously right to the gold medal final, the loss against the U.S., and there was a minimal amount of media uh, that actually went to those games. Like it was, you know, and they and there was space for um, Andre Brin, who worked for Hockey Canada for a number of years. You know him well. Uh, spent four seasons with the Oilers. He was there. But it, it, I mean, it was just it was the most bizarre feeling in the world. You guys picked it up. Uh, now were you guys right at their uh, their sort of development camp as well, and, and their training camp because they got shut down during the course of Latin Red Deer, the selection camp. Render, didn't they? Yeah, that's exactly right. So we uh, we had an internal guy at Hockey Canada, Jeremy Brown. Uh, he was he was sharing his footage with us. So he was at selection camp in Red Deer, um, which ended up not being all that exciting because, as you said, they, you know, a couple days in they get shut down for two weeks straight. So, you know, we had some serious constraints with the project, and because of that, I, I think it actually ends up giving it a little bit of a spirit and uh, a kind of unique look because we got you know cell phone footage from the players while they're in quarantine. We recorded some of their team Zoom calls with hockey canada and and so you know art tends to tends to come out better when you've got constraints uh so i'd like to stick that job we're joined by Shane Fennessy. He is part of our game. It's a behind-the-scenes look at Team Canada uh, 2021. Yeah, how, how much did you guys sort of go into the whole situation that occurred with a guy that I thought should have gone number one in the 2019 NHL draft, Kirby Dock? Because that was a game-changer for Team Canada. I, was, I mean, they just lost their best player, a guy that uh, you know matched up against Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl in the bubble as a member of the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah, and, and did a good job matched up against them as well. Um, you know, Kirby was one of our five main guys. Uh, being a Fort Saskatchewan kid, um, you know, he and, and being an NHL star already at the ripe young age of 18, he was a great focus for us. But, yeah, that unfortunate injury against Russia, you know, we, uh, we had our cameras on him, and, and uh, it's just too bad for the team. But, you know, Kirby was, was uh, gracious enough to let us do a follow-up with him uh, after the tournament was done. And, just kind of get his thoughts on on how it played and played out, and it, you know, it was such a close match between Canada and the U.S. in that gold medal game, and you don't want to say that he would have been the difference maker for for sure, but at the same time, it's you know, you're like you said, undoubtedly the team's best player, and and maybe he would have been able to sneak one by Spencer Knight. Shane, uh, who are the other players? You said there was five players you guys sort of focused on. Who are the other guys? Yeah, so all Western Canadian guys. So uh, Kirby, as I mentioned, we had Bowen Byram, amazing kid, amazing player. Uh, Peyton Krebs, Braden Schneider, and uh, Caden Gould from Sherwood Park. 
So uh, five Western Canadian-based players. We did interviews with them beforehand, so uh, a few weeks before training camp. Went and shot with their families, the kind of hometown hockey style, as we call it. Um, got to know them a little bit. And then, uh, you know, did a little bit of a follow of them in the bubble, but obviously wanted to let them focus on hockey. And then once the tournament ended, we uh, we planned to do follow-up interviews with all of them. And the, the creative idea for the project was to have the players kind of um, narrate and commentate on the high, like the highlights from each game. So, yep. you know, Shiner's got to play on the blue line. He's dragging it. So he tells us, oh, this is what happened. Oops, I turned it over. And luckily, Krebs, he was there to, uh, to help me on the back check and then cut to Krebs. And he said, yeah, you know, my brothers, are they're all D-men. So I'm always watching a back check for, the, for our D-men. Um, yeah, so I mean, it was it was a bit of a struggle because you know these players uh, not having a junior season ago, they actually were ended up uh, sliding to the AHL, um, and we weren't able to travel to the states to follow up with the team. So then we had to kind of play wait and see. Then the WHL season gets announced, so they're all coming back to Canada, but but they're in the uh, WHL bubble. So we ended up having to send them a little tripod for their cell phone and do a Zoom interview as camera A and the <laughs> tripod cell phone for camera B and and sent them a zoom microcorder. So luckily we're doing this with, uh, with all young guys who are familiar with technology and picked it up quick. I probably know six to eight fathers of kids that have played, uh, you know, four team Canada, the world juniors dating all the way back in the early two thousands. And they all speak uh, about how much pressure is on the kids. And I mean, here you guys are shooting a documentary and sort of, you know, encapsulating that in, in many regards. I mean, was it? Did you think there? Were, did you get the sense that the players felt a different degree, maybe less pressure because there was no fans at the games in Edmonton? You know, I think they all felt as much pressure as they would. Um, you know, these guys when they when it comes down to game time, it's their bodies take over, their training takes over, and it's you know they they played thousands of games in their life. But you know, while they realized the pressure, the one thing that really stood out to me, Bob, was that they all relish the pressure. They all know that if they're to succeed at the next level, they have to be able to handle this kind of pressure, and and they know what an honor it is to play for the team. And and so for them, they just eat it up as as all like, big time players do, right? And so you know, I the whole the whole narrative of there's too much pressure on these young eighteen and nineteen year old kids every year. I mean, it's it's training. It's it's pressure cooking for uh, for the next step in their career. Well, it's funny because uh, we had we had an Oilers now uh, show the day of the final against the U.S. and Spec basically handed the gold medal to Canada, and I was like, Mark, it's it's a it's it's a one game showdown, and I know this from all of the year. Like you know, I did the, you know I'm, this is year thirteen of doing the Oilers for me, but I did thirteen years of the U of A, and the U of A Shane won six national championships in the thirteen years that I did their games, and it's a single elimination tournament, and I can tell you this right now, the three best teams that I broadcast did not win at the universe. And they won six times in 13 years. And that's, I think that's part of the unforgiving nature. How challenging was it for you guys to, to, to you know, maybe show the despair and the frustration of not ultimately getting the victory against a country that's now become their primary rival, the United States? Well, I mean, as a fan, obviously we're gutted. And, you know, as Bob McKenzie actually the day before the gold medal game in his interview said exactly that, he goes, uh, you know, hockey is a game of luck. It's a slippery surface played with a round disc, bouncing off multiple surfaces, bodies crashing everywhere. And he goes, you know, the team that wins is obvious, oftentimes the team that got lucky uh, for one or two games in the finals. 
Um, but for us as, as filmmakers, I mean, you look at how the, how the tournament ended for Team Canada and, and because they wanted to reduce contact with the players and limit that as much as possible, they decided to have the captains hand out the medals. So you've got Bowen Byram handing out the silver medals to his team. You know, we've just lost. The U.S. Yep. captain gets to hand out gold medals to his winning team, and the Finns handed out, you know, bronze winning medals to their team. So as far as I can tell, Bowen Byram's the, the first and only captain to ever hand out medals to his losing team. And, you know, we had a camera isolated on him, and just to see the poise in which he, he completed that task, how yep. he handled it and the emotion and, you know, going through the players in the lineup, it was... You know, it's really humanizing for us. So, you know, while as a fan, I would have loved to see them win gold. I mean, you know, the story is almost better. Uh, you see more emotion having them lost and, and be absolutely gutted. You know, Shane, you know what made Ro- the first Rocky arguably one of the greatest sports movies of all time? He lost. Yeah. He lost, exactly. it, all right? Like, at the end of the day, he lost. Uh, uh, and, that's, and that was part of the – he lost, and yet he won. And I think that's part of the beauty. And sometimes it's far more compelling where you don't get that perfect ending. Uh, so i got to ask you this question. Speaking of an ending, is this – the? so we'll get – I'll give you a, a chance to, to, to tell anybody when uh, the episode dates are on uh, Hockey Canada's website. But tell me this. This is one of two years back-to-back in Edmonton. We're going to have the tournament again next year in Edmonton for the World Junior Championship. Hopefully, we're going to have fans in Edmonton. Are you guys going to get ready to do another dock? Well, Bob, I can I can tell you one thing for sure, and and we are we are preparing as if we're going to be doing it again. Nothing's been announced yet, but that's the hope. I know there's uh, there's appetite for that on on all sides. Um, and we just hope that, you know, we're able to get many more cameras in the building. We hope we're able to have fans and the atmosphere there. But uh, although nothing's announced, I can tell you we're preparing for it. Uh, producer, Edmonton Bay, Shane Fantasy joining us in Oilers now. Shane, when does uh, – so one of the episodes is already gone. Uh, the next two episodes on the Hockey Canada website are when? When do they get released? <laughs> Uh, so this Thursday, April 15th, is episode two. And then yep. the final episode, episode three, is uh, next Thursday, April 27th. We'll uh, touch base down the road, Shane. Thank you for your time. Thank you very much, Bob. Appreciate it. Have a good you, one. You bet. That's Edmonton-based producer Shane Fennessy, uh, who also worked on uh, Making Coco, and, uh, which is the Grand Fear story, and Whatever It Takes, which was on Connor McDavid's. Uh, return to the Edmonton Oilers lineup for the start of the 2019-20 season. Interesting stuff, and interesting because lots of people have different perspectives. I mean, unfortunately for Canada, when it comes to the World Junior Championship, it literally seems like it's gold or bust, which is maybe unrealistic given the nature of the sport. I will say this. I believe Sebastian Cosa will be Canada's goalie next year, and he's going to be tough to beat. Canada could be. You got an athletic six foot six goaltender. He's going to go in the first round of the NHL draft. Uh, Sweden's got Wallstad, who's a very good goaltender. Uh, but Kosa's got something. I've seen him play seven times this season for the Edmonton Oil Kings. There's probably been between 17 to 20 scouts out on a nightly basis. Uh, Dylan Gunther, outside chance he's in the National Hockey League next year. He's that good. He's going in the top. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Of the NHL draft. All right, it is 147 in Edmonton. We're going to take a quick timeout, and you're listening to Oilers Now. Hi, this is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. He's pretty good, you know, Dreisaitl. Not a bad player. Hard trophy winner last year, uh, second uh, in NHL scoring right now behind his teammate, Connor McDavid. Oilers in action Friday if everything goes right with the Vancouver Canucks. I think we're living in a practical world right now dealing with the pandemic, and uh, obviously that team has been, uh, they could be, what would it be, 23 days off. It's interesting, right? They at one point had played the most games in the NHL in 37, had a six-day break, and then uh, had a a tough situation run through their organization at uh, a multitude of different levels. There's an old saying in the car business, cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Outstanding customer service is a key to business as well. Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin is a 10 times uh, President's Award winner for customer satisfaction. Why do they win it? Because they treat you fairly when you buy a vehicle. They offer fair prices on warranties, insurance coverage, and financing fees. So let Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at Brent Rich Ford lend a hand. You can reach them at 1-877-477-3673 or visit BrentRidge.com. I can tell you that Cam and myself, Cam Moon and myself, big fans of Brent Ridge Ford. As we head into this day, in Oilers history. I remember it well. This day in Oilers history is brought to you by Dennis and Jason Laliberti at the, uh, the team at New West Travel. And I know there's a lot of people out there in the travel industry that are hurting for certain right now. Hang in there. See if we can get her going uh, at some point. Keep getting people vaccinated. What do you got, Brendan? This day in Oilers history. Back in 2010, it was the NHL draft lottery that the Oilers ultimately emerged victorious in, giving them the choice between Taylor Hall and Tyler Sagan. Of course, we know how that ultimately panned out. Hall played six years here in Edmonton before being flipped to the New Jersey Devils. One for one for Adam Larson. And uh, again, I think entirely possible the Oilers sign Adam Larson to an extension. It's interesting. Tyson Berry and Adam Larson, uh, both represented by CAA. So they're going to know what's going on with either of those two players. Ryan Nugent Hopkins represented by Octagon. Speaking of Octagon tomorrow, Brian Lawton, who started Octagon's hockey agency, uh, will join us from the NHL Network, former general manager of the Tampa Bay Lightning, for our friends at Mattress Superstore. We are also going to work in Mike Futa, who's done a lot of work with Sportsnet, uh, most recently an assistant general manager of the Los Angeles Kings. 
heavily involved in amateur uh, scouting for a number of years. David Staples from the Cult of Hockey and our NHL insider, John Shannon, for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Uh, all four of those gentlemen will join us on tomorrow's edition of Oilers. Now, Reed Wilkins has inside sports. And I'm going to just throw this out. I'm just going to hazard a guess uh, because I think Reed has had Ryan King on his show about 643 times, which would be about 17 times the amount I ever had Rob Dobb on the show back in the day. Is Ryan King going to be one of Reed Wilkins' guests on Inside Sports Night? Bo- Bob, you're a betting man. Hey, I think we'll, we'll add one more to that total up over 400. He is absolutely going to join Reed tonight, as well as uh, 2021 Canadian Football Hall of Fame inductee Nick Lewis and your broadcast partner, Jack Michaels. Wow. Uh, Nick Lewis, he threw... One of the hardest hits I ever sh- saw on uh, Kelly Wiltshire. Busted him right up and uh, pretty much ended Kelly Wiltshire's career. Blew out his leg on the play. Coming up on the 6.30 chat afternoons of Jalen and I, the federal liberal government has voted to shut down the probe into allegations of high-level sexual misconduct in the Canadian Armed Forces. The founder of Survivor Perspectives Consulting Group, Major Donna Rigadell joins Jalen and I to talk about why the government should be focusing on people and not politics uh, after 2 o'clock today. What? The government is guilty of focusing on politics? Really? Uh, it's a serious matter. It'll be an interesting conversation coming up at 2 o'clock today after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Again, 6.30 Chet Afternoons with Jalen and I. Reed Wilkins tonight at 6. So long, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad.